Hey, you found our YouTube channel all queued up. I'm Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. Hey, Maya, can you tell the fine folks what we do here? Uh, sure, Greg. What we do here is we review movies and TV shows that are exclusive to streaming services, such as Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon's Prime Video, Hulu, and others. Then, Greg and I have a discussion and break down what we liked or didn't like about the show or movie we watched, and we let you, the listener, know if it's worth investing your time in. You can listen to our fine podcast on any streaming service of your choice. You can listen to our podcast and other fine podcasts on the Nirvana Network. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on your way out, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Tonight, I run the gauntlet. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I'm running the gauntlet of questions. That's right. The same questions I've asked the guests that have come on to the show. I will answer. We got to know a few friends of the show. I think it's time for you to get to know us. Well, me for now. I will be asking the same questions to Michael as well when he gets back. Plus, I answer the question that always gets asked by non-wrestling fans. Why do I love wrestling when I know it's uh, predetermined? Not saying the F word. So let's start the show. Welcome back, Wrestling Junkies. And if you're new here, welcome to the wonderful community. I am Ernie, and you are listening to a brand new and awesome episode coming to you from Under the Apron. I'm on Twitter, as well as YouTube, at Million Dollar Geek, or check us out on the podcast page at Apron underscore Stories. Don't forget to follow me there, and or smash that subscribe button. Thank you for stopping by and showing support. It is very much appreciated. I want to do something different, and you know that always means a big overhaul. Something different than what I've done in the past. So today's episode is going to be about questions we get asked in our daily life. Or that comment that we get told because we're enjoying something so much that we geek out. And you know that comment. As a wrestling fan, yeah, you know that comment. That comment that gets said in just about every bar when you want to watch a pay-per-view. Or a comment that is said to you when they see you wearing your favorite wrestler on a t-shirt. You do know it's fake, don't you? Ugh, yes, that comment. Ah! I'm going to answer that comment in a bit. I also wanted to run the gauntlet of questions. I asked my last two guests when they were here and possibly make up more questions such as these for upcoming guests in the future. Yes, it's happening. I'm calling my shot right now. We got into a thousand downloads, and by the time you're listening to this, it might be more, and I thank you for this. I really do. It's been awesome. It's been a wild ride. Six. It All it took was six months and a thousand downloads. Wow. This is awesome. You guys are awesome for doing that, whoever is listening, whoever. Thank you. Uh, but my shot and my goal is... By the end of the year, I will want to have a wrestler on this show. Is the goal attainable? A couple of podcast friends have attained this goal, and I could say we started our podcast around the same time. But they had a much bigger following than I had. I wasn't doing the social media stuff until I realized that I needed and created pages in every different site. So, it's like if you don't hear from me there, just know 
<laughs> doing something else. Um, so I may not have that big of a following just yet. But I'm hoping to get that following by the end of the year also. Okay, so a few goals. Get a bigger following. As you all know, I wanted to have stickers and t-shirts to sell or give away. And a wrestling guest on the show. So attainable goals, right? Those are attainable. Eh, I, th I think so. Okay, so at least do the stickers and the shirt for myself. And give away the stickers to friends. I can just see myself running around the stores in that t-shirt and hoping someone looks at it and wants to listen to me ramble on. Or maybe I will run into that guy again that I was telling him about the podcast. Uh, my first face-to-face -face podcast sell. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, it's episode 23. It's bad. And it's the top of the show. It's how I started the episode. Basically, me telling Michael that I went inside the store and this guy was telling me I had a cool hoodie and I was wearing the Emo's Not Dead hoodie at the time. I kind of heard him because I had headphones on and like I was listening to a few podcasts already, but at the same time, like I saw his him say, Oh, cool hoodie, you know, all that. And I smiled and everything and I smiled back. I was like, Hey, thank you. <laughs> Not thinking anything. Um, I nodded my hip up and down and told him. Thanks. And we went our separate ways. I was looking for Zoa cans. Uh, I, I'll drink those again. Don't worry. <laughs> I was looking for Zoa cans and I happened to run into him again. And once again, he says, cool sweater. And I, I smile back and I say, thank you. Okay, this is a totally different way that I was telling in the story in episode 23. But, you know, without the cussing and without me getting interrupted by the being awkward and everything. So here's the uh, professional story as I would tell people now. He then asked what am I listening to and I told him a podcast and I name dropped the podcast. I told him two different names because one of them was ending and I was pl playing on the other. So it's not ending yet. I was just saying, you know, it's on my podcast. That, that episode was ending and the other one was playing right after. Um, those were Bust in the Tower and No More Late Fees. Both awesome podcasts. Uh, both of which I'm following on Instagram. You can also check them out on Spotify. I will have a link provided for you in the description below. Okay, so I figured it was time to shoot my shot. And I told him I also have a podcast. And at the time, it was called All Things Wrestling. We've changed it since then. I think from Under the Apron has gotten a massive following since then. But at the time, I told him it was All Saints. And he asked, oh, you mean like WWE and AW? And I told him, yes, just like that. But it's from back in the day. I was still doing WrestleMania stuff and back WrestleMania reviews and all that stuff. Uh, we weren't doing the under the apron stuff yet. We were and the weekly wrap up, but we were thinking on it. And it was on the spot. I've never done that before, and my anxiety at the time was through the roof, doing just that, or as Cameron Grimes would say, to the moon. Anyway, <laughs> I basically told him my idea about rebranding because of the issues I had with other podcasts having the same name, and he liked that idea. He even agreed, like, yeah, go for it. He was my freaking Yoda at the time, man. He was just telling me 
definitely do that. Yeah, cool. Like, he listens to podcasts also, and he was on board with the rebranding. And I hope he's listening still. If he... I don't Like, we should have gotten his phone number and everything. I could have interviewed him. Um, I wasn't thinking of interviews at the time, so, no. Hey, if you're still out there and you're listening to the show still, and you're that guy I met at Meyer and would love to be on the show, give us a listen. Send me a sign. Uh, we would love to have you on the show. We would love to interview you and get to know more about you. Okay, I'm off topic here. Uh, if I had a t-shirt with the name of the podcast on it, I would have totally sold it better. And like knowing now that I can do this, that I can talk better about the podcast. Um, it's been, what, six months? Yeah, I can totally do it. So maybe next time somebody stops me and asks me about my shirt, and I can definitely say that I have a podcast, and this is it. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, let's start with the questions. Um, I'm going to run the gauntlet. I basically have asked these questions to both two guests that have been here and we'll probably ask more questions later on and add, add in a few questions from Michael and all that. So, but these are the basic questions that I want to ask and that I gave myself into asking as well. So, here we go. Um, question number one. What got you into wrestling? Alright, so I was about seven years old um, and I said this on an episode two, uh, the origin story. It's in the probably in the 16, 15 around around that um, number of episodes. There, I was about seven years old, and I don't know the exact age. So, like maybe seven or eight. I don't know. It was around WrestleMania three, and I was at my friend's house, and they wanted to entertain me. Basically, code word for Parents are fighting right now, and they don't want the kids to listen, so send them to the next-door neighbor's house and hope he forgets about this. Yeah, that didn't happen. I was there for about a few hours, and my friend's older brother would sometimes watch me and try to entertain me with their comic books and toys. Marble toys, the DC toys, all that stuff. It's how, basically, they're the reason I'm a fucking geek. <laughs> Just say that. Like... It's like no no shade to them, but they're the reason I am this way. <laughs> um, he decided to bust out the WrestleMania 3 VHS and put it out. Uh, he didn't rewind it or anything. He didn't. He just grabbed it, put it in the uh, BCR. Is that what? <laughs> call it. I'm kidding. I know what they used to call it. Um, I just remember watching and paying attention to the final match. Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan, versus Andre the Giant. Ugh, man. Knowing what I know now about that match and thinking back of how I felt as a kid, I would never replace that moment with anything. Is what got me to say I want to watch more of this. And hey, do you have more tapes? Um, of course, they did of other wrestling matches other stuff uh, superstars and main event at the time I think I believe but yeah 
um, WrestleMania had came out that year. Um, and then I saw it again on repeat. I think it was on NBC that later that year. And that's when I was like, oh, I saw the entire, the entirety. I think it was the entirety. Or was it just, probably I caught that match again. Just like, oh, I don't care about this. But then I saw that match. I was like, oh, shit, again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next question. What has been your favorite wrestling promotion? All right. So, I'm a wrestling guy. Not just a WWE guy. I don't just stay in one place. I watch wrestling just the same way I listen to music. You can't just sit there and say you love one genre. If we're going by that metaphor, then I'm going to bring up Napster. <laughs> I've probably lost some of you. Uh, that was a good time, man. That was a time to be alive. And I understand the younger generation because they didn't have Napster. So they don't understand music. I get it. I get it. If you had Napster, if Napster was still around, you would understand this reference. But at the time, I was downloading every genre of music because I didn't just want to be tied down to just one. So, country, it was rap, hip-hop, it was a pop, it was 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was old-school stuff, it was freestyle stuff. It was just about everything that I could just download on that thing. I didn't have a job at the time. I'm just letting you know. I didn't have a job at the time. But I was downloading a bunch of stuff. A bunch of tracks. A bunch of Eminem. It was just me. Um, history of hip-hop. Because of my knowledge of music and everything. is from Napster. I will say that. Um, <laughs> it's exactly how I feel about companies. Basically. I will watch it. But if it bores me. I will change the channel and move on to the next. As far as my race favorite wrestling promotion, um, it would have to be Lucha Underground. It, it was unique at the time. It was creative. It felt like a movie at times. And I loved the entire aspect of the belt, the Lucha Libre style, the history. Um, and it was the basis of WWE during the pandemic. It reminded me of the Underground when they started doing all these movie type of wrestling matches or the promos or the um, the Undertaker versus AJ Styles match. That so that reminded me of that. Um, next one. First pay-per-view. Well... WrestleMania 3 was the first pay-per-view of a match I ever saw. The first pay-per-view I ever ordered was and watched with my family and friends was the 94 Royal Rumble. Um, the Bret Hart and Lex Luger both, you know, getting out and then co-winning and all that stuff. Um, I was heavily invested in the Bret and Owen drama that year. I lived in this apartment where everyone knew you were a wrestling fan because your curtains were open. And we, you would just sit there outside their house watching. Um, we would have parties. We would have friends come over. And like one of us was watching. Like I would order Royal Rumble. Everybody would come over. Another friend would um, order WrestleMania. We would come over there. 
another friend, SummerSlam, would come over there. Same thing throughout the entire year, all four. Well, five, with King of the Ring added later. Um, yeah, we would always have a place to watch the pay-per-views. And from then on, we just, like, we were, you know, we were all friends, dude. Um, even the dolls came by all that stuff and they would say like how much they remember the Hulk Hogan stuff and everything. It was awesome back then, back in the day. Alright, um, next question. Okay, so next question. Um, favorite male wrestler of all time. A couple I will sit there and watch the match in its entirety and not get bored. But when the WWE Network came out, I immediately went to watch the entire catalog of matches. And that was Bret Hart. Um, like, I... Because re I remember watching all his stuff when I ordered his pay-per-views. I would sit there and be like, Yo, this match against 1-2-3-Kid is awesome. Like, he elevated 1-2-3-Kid. Nobody ever did that for him. Well, Razor Ramon when he first came out, but still, like, you saw how he, he could wrestle. Um, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart versus Roddy, Roddy Piper, uh, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, he went against a freaking big guy, and, at WrestleMania 9, and it was shortened because Yokozuna couldn't go anymore, and Bret Hart had to, like, you know, shorten the match a bit. Um, another guy has to be CM Punk, of course. Uh, another, a few other matches. Uh, Owen Hart is another one. There's like a bunch of male wrestlers that I loved watching back then. Uh, as well as favorite female wrestler of all time, I'm going to say Luna Vachon. Yes, yes. She deserves so much better. There has never been a time where someone came close to matching her energy, where she was in character all the time and never broke kayfabe. Uh, her freaking magic, her dark side of the ring stories has proved it all right there. I mean, she wanted a shot at the belt. She wanted to at least hold it for one day. Um, Medusa, Alondra Blade at the time, said, I'll give it to you. Like, you know, if you... Honey, I will give you that shot. I will give you that chance. But uh, Luna didn't want anybody to get fired. She didn't want to get fired. She didn't want a laundry place to get fired. So she said, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. And, like, Alondra said, like, hey, let me do this for you. Uh, pin me, and then a couple of days later, I'll get it back. We're good. And when she went for it, they did the move. They did the thing. And at the last minute, Luna holds her up and says, no, we're not doing that. I don't want you to get fired or anything. So, <clears throat> I mean, I loved everything about her, the psychoticness, from getting hit in the head by Kevin Sullivan by mistake in a interview to becoming Luna Bashan. Um... Nobody has ever come close to matching her energy where she was in character all the time. The amount of times I marked out for her when she came back as Golda's new woman. Or as a member of the Oddities. Or even married to Gangrel. Dude, I freaking applauded that. She married a vampire. 
they got married. It's like, what? Um, but, um, her Dark Side of the Ring episode is really heartbreaking. And I really loved her. I really loved that. Everything about Luna Bashan. Um, favorite current male wrestler? A. If you know me, you know CM Punk. I marked out when he came back. I don't care if you tell me this shit is fake. Explain the guy that was crying in the crowd. Explain that to me. Tell me. Tell that guy that is fake. No? You don't want to? I felt that. I felt what he felt. I said, this is happening. And it's in Chicago. And I'm here for it. I'm glad I never gave up on this dude when everyone was dogging him for his UFC stint. It don't matter. He's awesome. You can talk shit. All you want. That's not going to change the fact that I'm a fan. (laughs) Uh, Favorite current female wrestler. Currently, it's Natalia because she comes from the Hart family and she's a student of the dungeon. So, yeah, that's that's, that's a plus right there. Uh, Favorite theme song. Let me know if you know this. Trouble, 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 trouble. Trouble, 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 trouble. It's never the legend song. Especially Trouble. That is more of those wrestlers that have that one song for their gimmick and then you'll hear from them again. That was one of them. Uh, Trouble was Ethan Carter III theme song from TNA or EC3 as you all know him now, I guess. Um, Zack Ryder's original theme, radio, the original version, not the remix. Um, but these versions was the sh- got what got me into liking theme songs and buying the WCDs again. I was all into them. Um, there was something else. It was that Randy Orton song. It was the uh, Burning My Light, that old Randy Orton theme song. If you heard it before. And it came on, I'd just be like, yes, that is my jam right there. That's the type of music that I love. So there's that one. Um, favorite gimmick. Uh, it's always going to be the one that wants to get over. Uh, Zack Ryder has been one of the like old school Zack Ryder with one pant leg trying to get over. The Long Island Ice Long Island Stories. Long Island IZ stories around there. His um, web episodes, his all his stuff. Um, those were some of them. Uh, who else? There was Raven back in the ECW days when he would just come out with some poetic, epic promos that nobody knew what he was saying. And he would always end them with, quote, the Raven nevermore. Who does that? This man was a genius. I was reading English book at the time. Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe. He did these and it connected with me. And I was just like, this man is awesome. He's a nerd and he's awesome. I'm so down to to watch him wrestle every day. Yes, I, I would so totally watch him wrestle. Uh, let's see. Favorite live event you've been to? Uh, that was 
probably in 2005. Are we talking about house shows or pay-per-view? Because if it's a house, if it, okay, Raw, um, I'm going to say Bound for Glory in Chicago back in 2008. Yeah, because when the match between Sting versus Samoa Joe for the uh, TNA championship, uh, TNA heavyweight championship. When Samoa Joe had the only belt, the only time he ever held a belt from there, of the championship from there, um, I had a sign at the time that said, uh, "If Sting wins, we riot," and everybody was on board with that. But you know, Sting won. Um, at the end of the night, I fucking went over to put it on his limousine because this guy was out there. Holding the Sting uh, limousine outside. And I was just like, no, you know what? I'm going to put it right here. Just so he remembers. And it was such a random thing to do at the time. Like, I didn't like Sting at the time. He was like, why Why did he need that championship belt in TNA? Why? You know, like, Samoa Joe was the better person. Uh, another one was in 2005. The last time I ever seen Eddie Guerrero alive. A few things that I will remember from that event was Kane's entrance and how I still felt that fire even if I was a yard away from the entrance. Like, dude, this thing is like, it still, it burns. I, like every time I see it on TV, it's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I felt that. Uh, I was watching the show and I seen this masked man enter, enter the ring and somebody asked who that was. And the way he entered the ring kind of hit me and I was, I was like, Oh, that's Al Snow. The way he stands, the way he wrestles, I knew it was Al Snow. And I told the dude, like, that's Al Snow. It's like, how do you know? It's like, I just know. I don't, don't ask me that. I just know. It's like, it's like, I see him and it's Al Snow. And it was so weird because, like, that's a random name that I could come up with. That he, he thought it was a random name that I just came up with. It's like, no, that's Al Snow. Look. And he just, you know, doing his moves. And the way Al Snow walks and and does everything. The way he stands, the way he wrestles. It got verified when he lost the match. And as he walked out of the ring and he walked towards the back, I yelled, HEAD! He turned my way. He looked at me. And I did the head the headbanging pose. And he freaking did a thumbs up. And I'm just like, Oh my god. <laughs> okay, for those that don't know, he had an old gimmick back in the 90s. of was a psychotic mental case. Uh, with the words, help me, on his head, on his forehead, backwards. And he would have a mannequin head uh, by his side. He would talk to it. And, uh, you know, crazy. His entrance would be, what? Uh, what does everybody want? And we would all yell, head. Hey, it, it yeah, it sold. <laughs> it sold butts in their seats, okay? This man had a championship match in ECW against Shane Douglas. He didn't win, but hey, it sold a pay-per-view. We wanted to see that. Uh, let's see. Do you own any merchandise? <sighs> okay. I've got... 
a lot of merch. I got shirts. I got toys. Uh, signed Jeff Jarrett DVD from TNA. A signed T-shirt from Super Eric Sharkboy and Curman, collectively known as Prince Justice of Brotherhood. For those that know, uh, Curryman was uh, Christopher Daniels in a mask because why not? He was having fun with it. Um, a signed poster of the Bound for Glory pay-per-view in Chicago. Um, a bunch of stuff. PWO, uh, they signed my stuff. A bunch of conventions that I went to, comic book conventions that I went to, and the Blue World Order signed my shirt. And they were hanging out with D.H. Smith, Davy Boy Smith's son. And I said, like, hey, you're here. Can you sign it, too? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? I'm a, I'm a member of the M of the BWO, right, guys? And they all said yes, yes, you are. And so it was so awesome. Like it was Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, and Nova. They all signed it. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Kevin Nash signed my stuff. I got funny story about Mick Foley. I got a picture with um, Virgil doing the fucking. The million dollar dream on me. Jeez. <laughs> Alright, so we're we're uh, we're going off topic here. Best mic skills. I'm gonna go with the obvious. MJF, CM Punk, Adam Cole. Three of my favorite guys talker on the mic now, today. Of all time, of course, gonna be the rock. Like, no questions asked. That man can Cheese wheat. <laughs> uh, most annoying. He's not a wrestler, but he does play his part. I'm gonna say Dan Lambert. <laughs> he, I love the ultimate heel reaction he gets whenever he goes savage on everyone. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be him forever. Favorite faction. I mentioned them already. Uh, but the Blue World Order. And DX, of course. DX. Uh, reason why I got in trouble in high school because I was doing the crotch chop. Suck it! At teachers and other students. <sighs> no, no, no. I'm not apologizing. Fuck all that. They deserved it. One for giving me an F. The other one for being a bully to other fucking kids. Yeah. That's what you get. Uh, the Blue World Order, well, BWO because wasn't meant to take them seriously. They wanted to go out and have fun is what they did. People forget that during the State Wars, WWE had DX, WWE had the NWO. But I gravitated over the guys that didn't care if they won or lost as long as they're having fun. The Blue Guy, <laughs> Blue Meanie, Big Stevie Cool, um, Stevie Richards, and Hollywood Nova, uh, Nova. So, like, they obviously were making fun of the NWO with the, um, Kevin Nash, the Big Daddy Cool, um, the bad guy, and Hollywood Hogan. So, that was, that was a fun time. That was a really fun time. Uh, alright, we're, we're almost done here. 
Uh, favorite heel, Owen Hart. I thought it was real when I was younger. So obviously everybody thinks it's real when you're a kid. So when Owen Hart kicked his brother, Brett, on his leg, I was freaking shocked. Like, what? This is crazy. I just knew something was coming. Uh, after that, they made that whole year. Uh, Brett Cole winning the Royal Rumble with an injured leg. Um, Brett and Owen at WrestleMania 10. I remember that freaking promo. Oh, he wants a fight? I'll give him a fight. I'll give him a damn good fight. <laughs> um, the ending of that main event is shoot. It was awesome. Uh, Brett being hoisted up in the air. Owen coming out and being like, I, it is supposed to be my moment. It was supposed to be my moment. And looking at his brother and Brett's all like, come on in and hang out with me, man. Like, you're my little brother, you know. But no, he's being stubborn. Uh, King of the Ring with Owen becoming King of Hearts. Getting him, Jim Neidhart to betray Brett to be on his side. Getting his mom to throw in the towel at Survivor Series. That was my favorite heel. That was my favorite heel. And he should have been world champion, WWE champion that year. But no, they gave it to Bob Backlund. Who wasn't he? I don't know why. Uh, what would your job be in a wrestling promotion? Uh, wrestler, obviously, yeah. Like, all right, sure. I'm such a better writer than all these fucking Hollywood people that don't give a shit. I would probably write something for Sasha and Naomi. Write something better than... You guys work in a fucking multi-million dollar company and you're complaining that somebody doesn't like your what you wrote? Get over it. If somebody did that for me, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do write something better. Um, others have done that in the past. Look at Freddie Prince Jr. He said that all his ideas were shot down. He wrote stuff. They shot down. He came back and wrote more. Still got shot down. He came back and wrote something good for Jeff Hardy. And he sold him. He made him champion. That's what's up. And you can't even do that for Sasha and Naomi. So yeah. So writing is one of them. Maybe I'll, you know, get into the job of producing. But wrestling, yeah, totally down for wrestle. I'm going to wrestle. Diamond Dallas Page didn't start wrestling until he was in his 40s. So I should be good. Get me in there. Um, hey, here comes the copyright censors. I'm just kidding. What would your interest music be? I have a few. It's like, yeah, of course, I had a few for a while. Like, this is what keeps us up. Keeps us up at late at night. Hey, what would your entrance music be? Um, it would be this. It would be that. But you know, this is an entrance music that I've had a while back. And, you know, sometimes I always put it on when I'm playing my 2K games. Other W2K games. Like, I don't care what music I put, um, put on them. I just have the headphones on and I mute the TV and then uh, my entrance comes on and I have my Spotify on and there you go. It's Falling Away From Me by Korn.
favorite pay-per-view. Any WrestleMania, and I never miss it. Uh, most entertaining to watch. Always going to be people like John Moxley, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, MJF. Uh, who else? Yeah, the, the lightweight, the cruiserweight guys, and all the guys that know how to talk on the mic. Uh, freaking, yeah, those guys. Uh, what wrestler is on your bucket list to meet? Obviously, CM Punk, MJF, Bret Hart, and Hulk Hogan. And finally, we meet wrestlers at comic book conventions sometimes. Who has been your favorite to meet? <laughs> Too sexy, Brian Christopher. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lawler's son. I have a picture of us posing for the camera. And we danced. <laughs> I called him out in the dance battle and we did that. We freaking went at it. <laughs> it, was just, um, it was like that one moment in Guardians of the Galaxy when Star-Lord tells um, whatever his name is. Like, yeah, dance battle, me and you. Yeah, uh-uh. So I did. I walked up to Brian Griffith. was like, you know, whole, I had a beanie on. I had some glasses. I was ready to just bust a move. Is that what? Nah. Okay. I promise I'll never say that again. But I was ready to just go for it. And it was like shooting my shot. I was like, hey, what's up? And he's all like, what's what's happening, man? What's happening, brother? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, dance battle. Let's go. It's like, all right, cool. So we did the whole um, Too Cool theme song. And we started dancing, doing that whole spot. Everybody loved it. They were taking fucking pictures. They clapped and everything. Um, they took a Polaroid of it. I freaking... I don't care how much it cost. I was new at conventions at the time. I didn't fucking know. Fucking... Oh my god. I didn't know. Um, autographs were like $50. But Brian Christopher was fucking worth it. I don't care. It was awesome at the time. Um... Virgil, on the other hand, my guy, no, <laughs> but, uh, I got a Polaroid, he signed it, uh, forgot what he signed it, but he signed it very personal to my boy Ernie, I think it was my boy, if I find it, I'm gonna have to fucking share it and be like, tell you what it really said, um, the day he passed away, it like, broke me completely, broke my heart. I really loved the guy. I really thought he was awesome. I freaking posted the picture of him and me just fucking doing that shit, rest in peace and everything. And it was awesome. Um yeah. So that's about it. Yeah, is that is that all the questions? Uh too sexy Brian Christopher was awesome. And I had fun in doing that, all that stuff. Okay, you got to know a little bit more about me. Now, let's get to that comment. That question that some people will answer as, Well, why do you like Star Wars if you know it's fake? You know, that, that, that question. So, let's see what we're working with here. Alright, I have a question for all WWE fans because I'm very ignorant to this. Why is it so entertaining to you? 
And I'm not trying to diss it. Like I genuinely want comments and I want stitches and people tell me why. Because I feel like it's at least common knowledge that it's all staged. And I really hope that's common knowledge because half the stuff that they do on that thing, if they were actually doing it to each other, they would kill each other. <laughs> so back to my point, why like legacies? Like I, I'm seeing TikToks of people like debating, you know, who is the greatest wrestler, who's greater than this one, I don't know. But like it's all staged, none of, none of it's real, right? Why, why do you enjoy watching it when you know before the match that Rey Mysterio, even if he's even still in the WWE, I don't even know. Like if he looks at John Cena before the match and he's like, hey bro, you ready to win this thing? We gotta make it look good. Why, why is that entertaining if you know it's predetermined beforehand? Once again, not disrespecting the league itself. And I'm not trying to disrespect the people who watch it. I just want to know why, because I can't comprehend it. Why is it so entertaining to me? Well, to some, it's an escape from reality. I watched it because I would escape from getting bullied at school, getting yelled at at home, or watching the yelling between my mom and stepdad. I watched it because cartoons wasn't the only thing I wanted to watch back then. I watched it because I thought it was real and I was deep into it, just like any other kid. As a teen, back in high school, finding out that the matches were predetermined by having a script is what burst the bubble. Uh, finding out that Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels' ladder match was not really them in real life and finding out these people had real names is what got me. And now as an adult, I wouldn't change that for anything. Yeah, I know it's fucking childish way to, to tell these people, grown folks, you know it's pretty turbulent and fake, right? Yeah, so what? Let us enjoy something we loved as a child. It's entertaining to me because it's soapy. It feels like a movie. And I love the storyline. It's provocative. It gets people going. And I get for those that think wrestling is dumb and stupid and it's fake, saying that if this was real, they would kill each other. Yeah, you're right. It's happened. Some people have died in the ring because they weren't careful. But companies like WWE, AEW, and Impact wouldn't let that happen. Now. <laughs> uh, the wrestlers take care of each other. Look at the recent match between Cody Rhodes and his torn bicep and how Seth Rollins took care of him. If we're going by what you're asking in this and that comment about people killing each other, Cody would have been dead in that environment in a cell. But he's not. Even though we know this is staged, it is an art. It is choreographed. It's following a script. Just like watching Star Wars and any comic book movie, we sit there to watch to be entertained. Who is the greatest wrestler is the same way you can answer that or anyone can answer that with who's the greatest football player? Who's the greatest basketball player? Who's the greatest in other fields of sports? We have talks just the same way y'all have talks about who the GOAT is and how nobody is able to touch this person if they're prime just the same. We get that it's choreographed. We get that it's not real. We all get it. We just love to have fun. Just the same way a comic book geek like myself would say that Batman is better than Iron Man and that someone would chime in that Goku would wash them. Yeah, it's likely that will ha that would happen to if we said that. Now, it's a never-ending debate, but it's a fun debate. We like having fun telling these people that Kenny Omega would take out CM Punk in their prime and add in statistics and mention their promos and how many championships they've held. 
So I hope that helps in your question for understanding the wrestling community better. If you don't agree with this statement or would like to add your two cents, send us a message. And I will gladly read it on the air at fromunderdegapron at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to be it for me today. I'm going to end it here and hope you all had a blast listening to this episode and learning new things about one of the hosts of the show you're listening to. I will be back with more content soon. And we will be back soon together as a team. And hopefully, however this episode does, I may do more Q&A like this or get more questions from random social media sites like the one I just answered. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting us. You can find us on all other sort of social platforms. First, with the Nirvana Network, or TNN for short, which is a conglomerate of podcasts to promote each other's common interests. So give them a follow as well. Check out the link tree at linktree.com forward slash the Nirvana Network for more information on that. Follow us on Twitter at apron underscore stories. Follow me on Twitter at Millionaire Geek. We live tweet the pay-per-view shows on there. We have fun with others as well. I will be retweeting and listening to those funny retweets there as well. Listen to us on Spotify or Anchor.fm. Totally free. At From Under the Apron. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring this show. If you haven't yet, download the app or go to Anchor.fm and start your podcast today. Totally free. Check us out on YouTube and smash that subscribe button. It is Million Dollar Geek. Hit that subscribe button. Let us know you're here. Uh, follow us on Instagram from Under the Apron for more wrestling content. Send us a message of your favorite wrestling stories either by email. It is from under the apron at gmail.com or click on the link if you want to leave us a voice message. Doesn't matter if you're trolling or want to promote your business. We will still air it. After that, scroll down some more and it's the Q&A. This week's question is... I'm actually going to leave it up to you this time. I'm going to ask what wrestling question you have and hopefully I get to hear from you either on Spotify or email. Send me something you would like me to cover and I'll be sure to talk about it on the show soon. On behalf of myself and Michael, tune in next week and find out what kind of stories are hiding and swept as we broadcast from Under the Apron.